Welcome, welcome one and all to the DL Debate, hosted by me, Brendan Devaney. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank, of course, the legendary Ivan Borden for the Power Hour Plus there, as well as Donald Kavanagh from the news. I am hosting the DL Debate as ever. I'm also hosting a charity ball this Friday night uh, in the Mount Eregal. Still a few tickets left if you want to come along. We're supporting Plan Ireland, who sponsor Children Development World. We're supporting the Donegal Hospice and Epilepsy Ireland. There's going to be many legends of the game there, music, entertainment. We have Daniel O'Carroll, a.k.a. Buster from Mrs. Brown's Boys. We have the likes of Eric Roberts there as well. We're going to have a packed night of entertainment and prizes. Al McAvan has been trawling the whole of uh, Ireland, I think, for prizes there. Uh, it's just got the killer amount of stuff. Thank you all the businesses that have contributed so far. Of course, Aidan Cannon and, and my organising committee and everybody for chipping in. Uh, very good. Listen, if you want to contribute, you can do on the Devee Charity Ball GoFundMe page. Uh, that's the ball that's coming up Friday night. On tonight's show, of course, we're looking back at all the weekend's action, including a brilliant victory for Glen Swilly in the minor championships. Michael Murphy's Glen Swilly, huge victory for them, beating Neve Connell in the final. We're going to discuss that later in the show, along with the Ulster Ladies Junior Championship final, in which Dunlow somehow came up short in that game by a single point. A heart-wrenching defeat for Tony Boyle's side. St. Eunan's hurlers also getting beat in their junior Ulster hurling title. But Satanta coming through with a great uh, victory over Middleton. Uh, they set up a final encounter coming up now in December 2nd or 3rd against uh, Carrick Moore. So coming up later in the show to discuss that will be Ryan Ferry of the Donegal News. But first of all, we're going to look across to that Ulster Junior Hurling final uh, with Eugene Organ, our county, former county and unions uh, star. He was at the game. Uh, Eugene, you're welcome this evening. Thanks very much, Bernard. Thanks for having me. Eugene, a huge thing to reach an Ulster final. Uh, I suppose it was difficult uh, in terms of the start that Unions made. A couple of goals down, fought all the way back to level on a few occasions, but then there was that late Blaney blitz. Yeah, I suppose if you were to ask me what would be your nightmare start in your first junior final or first Ulster final ever, like in conceding two early goals inside two minutes was a real blow. Um, but give credit to the lads that fought back in us, into it and we're only four points down going to half time but just I suppose Castle Blaney had the experience and this is their fourth this is their fourth title they've won, they played four finals and won all four they just seemed to find those purple patches when they needed them they got the four or five points just before half time and then going down the straight they got five points in a row and they just closed out the game after that but look, I suppose if you were to say it to me ten years ago, St. Eunan's in a in a in an Ulster in an Ulster final, it'd be there uh, go away. Like we were finding it hard enough to get the county finals at that stage. Yeah. So it just shows the unbelievable development that that's happened within the club and the the, the talent of the players that we have there at the minute, you know. Yeah, I suppose it's that it's that thing of taking stock and, and weighing up how lucky, you know, or how well done the team and Paddy Flood's side are to reach the level uh, that they have in terms, as you said, to be to be at an Ulster final. But when you're there, then of course Union, you want to win it, and I'm sure that's always in the lads' minds. Tell me, you know, you mentioned obviously experience a big factor for Blaney at different times. And that, what about those early goals? Um, was that just one of those things where you get caught a bit cold, or what would you put that down to at the start of the game? Um, yeah, look, I suppose 
they didn't know. Like it's Blaney the, from from the throw in, they pulled their um, corner forward um, Thomas Hughes out around the middle, and like he was a thorn in our side all day long. I think he finished with one four, but as soon as they got the ball for the first three or four attacks, that's all that was in their head was 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 rattling the back of the net. You can know other teams would be trying to settle into a game and and tagging on one or two points just to get the scoreboard ticking over. But um, Thomas Hughes and Fergal Rafter uh, got their chances and they went straight for goal and they were absolutely two cracking goals. There's nothing the defence could have done. They just opened us up, you know. But after that, then we dropped back a sweeper and closed those spaces. But you were always chasing the game from that and it, it took a lot out of the lads. You could see they just, we ran out of legs a small bit just on the run into half time and then going down the straight again. It was kind of a, a mirror image of the first half. But um, look, it was a, it was a very very entertaining game of hurling, very high high level of skill, um, big physical players on both sides, a real cracking advertisement for junior hurling. Um, but just unfortunately, we just came out the wrong side of it. And look, missing Darrow Malija, um, I think he picked up a, a knock during the week, was a huge factor. Like he like he's a top scorer, won fourteen or fifteen. Um, during the over the three games, like it was a huge huge loss. But look. Young Peter Kelly stepped up for the freeze and didn't put a foot wrong all day, but just Dara offers you a little bit more as a, as, as a you know he can win his own possession, he can just he can make things happen, you know. And if, had he been there, you never know, you yeah. never know. And you mentioned you legs there. It's interesting, you know, the way we had this two month break leading into the start of the championship. Do you know was it did Monaghan play? Uh, a different type of season was there that type of break in the in the momentum of their game because I thought it was so unfair on Unions and Satanta. Now at the same time, both teams obviously made the finals. Satanta still did play there, so it didn't maybe affect them that much. But sometimes when you wonder when it's going down the tracks, then could that type of an interruption in your season affect the team maybe later on in the game? Well, the biggest gripe I would have had, like look, Catalan deserved their victory yesterday, but. Um, Unions had to play Swatra from Derry, a renowned senior team in Derry, and they went to 80 minutes, and then they had penalties. Like physically and mentally, that's a huge drain on any team. Whereas Cattle uh, Blaney beat Cootell fairly easily, like you know. But I think any team running into a final deserves a two-week break. Yeah. Um, and I would have said Cattle Blaney would have appreciated that too, I'm sure. Um, like Santa now are getting a two-week break on the run-up to their final. But like we had, a, we had to wait 12 weeks for a game. And next thing, everything has just ran off in three weeks. Like I don't personally think that that's fair on any team. Yes, yes. you know. Sorry, um, I, I think three months, it was actually three months. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, you correct me. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah but, but, you, twelve it's, weeks. It's, it's, a, it's a different season. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you you wouldn't even have, you would rarely have twelve weeks off at uh, uh, at the winter. You know, it's just like no, no, you wouldn't like you you wouldn't and. You know, it's just trying to keep it going and that thing and, and other teams, like their seasons are finished, trying to get challenge games and things. It just, it, you know, it, and then just to run it off in space of three weekends. You know, I personally think it, it look, it might have made no, it probably wouldn't, it mightn't have made any difference to the result um, because Castlebany would have appreciated the two weeks as well. But I think it's unfair there's just a rush job, just, you know, three weeks, get get the juniors out of the way. That's yeah. my own personal and, view. And, and why would that have been... Uh, do you think using would there be that rush to finish it off so quickly? Is there I I don't know whether I don't really unless it's a fixture congestion or or something like. But but you, you know you look at any of the other competitions and I'm I'm open to correction here. Like but any team going into a final is given a two week break, whether it be junior football, intermediate football, senior, and the same on the on the hurling side, bar the junior hurling. 
look, maybe that's just maybe it's just one of those things. Uh, but to me, it's a slightly unfair, you know. Yeah. So there's a two break break now. Do they play uh, Tracy's in London, uh, December second or yes. third, in the in the twinning final? Is that is that uh, is that where the competition ends then at that level, or is that just a special name given it? No, it's a special. Those champions meet the the winners of of the English Championship, yes. and then they progress then from there into the semi final. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The, I was wondering the, why, they, why they called it the Twinnings final. I guess that's just the name they they put on that level of it. That confused me a small bit. But wouldn't it be fantastic now to be heading to, to London for a for a for that type of a, a, a challenge? Oh, absolutely! Sure, be loaded. Keep the keep it going, and then if you if you're lucky enough to win that. Uh, you're into another in semi-final against you know one of the bigger teams as we call them down the country. I know um, Walter Walsh's club from Kilkenny. They're they're the, they're seen as a real um, probably favourites for this now. You know they be the Kilkenny champions, but um, you know it's just to be lovely to play against you know the likes of that. Yeah. You know to to just to play against a, a better team. I, I won't say a better team because look. Yearns beat Swatra. Um, Donegal Hurland is really, really on the up. Yes. Like you look at what Satanta have done, they beat Banlas Green, and then the last day, then they, they beat um, Middleton from from uh, from uh, Armagh, a really who are really fancy to go on and win this and maybe go further. You know, so it just shows the level that Donegal Hurland is at at the moment, and it's great that two of the Donegal teams represented um, in two Ulster deciders. You know. Yeah, because and certainly as you say, Satanta so far have have really held their own against some some powerful sides, and and you think now, usually just what you mentioned even about Castle Blaney, the experience that built up, is this something now for St. Junans in terms of the learning, the different sides, the different challenges we come up against? I mean, you mentioned the, the early goals, you know, sweeper, and then the next time they go and do an Ulster game, would they play that sweeper automatically just to protect against those early goals? Like these, I suppose, are the things that you're always learning. Well, that's why every day you go out, you learn something. And probably, I would have always said that the day you lose, you learn that bit more. Um, I suppose if you're going into a final again, um, yeah, you're right. You probably would keep it as tight as you can in defence for the first 10 or 15 minutes and feeling your way into the game and then maybe change your tactics a little bit. But yeah, every day you go out, you learn something. Like, like in fairness, like we've had this third run at the Ulster Junior. Like in the last two times, we were beaten in the first round. But I was chatting to the lads, you know, after the Swatter game and things, and they said they would have taken a lot of learnings from the 2021 there, who we were beat up in Armagh. They just said the whole experience, it wasn't the same. Oh, you know, and it'll be the same if they reach a decider again. You know, it won't be the same amount of uh, pressure on them or, or maybe nerves, you know. Um, every day you go out, you're learning. And that's what the unions are all about at the minute, you know. They, they just learn and learn and learn. They're a great, great bunch of lads. And you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't back against them reaching a, a final in the next year or two again. You know. Yeah, perfectly rounded up, uh, Eugene. Thanks so much for your coverage of it. That was great uh, feedback from St. Junan's defeat in that also junior final. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us this evening. You're welcome. Okay, bye bye. Thank you very much. That's Eugene Oregon there rounding up that final. And after the match, we caught up. Our own Ocean Kelly caught up with the uh, Union's manager, Paddy Flood. So, Paddy, uh, I'm sure a huge disappointment here losing it in this final to, to, to Castle Blaney because you've really put it up to that side today and you were, you were very, very close on it. Yeah, we just uh, we got a terrible start and for most of the rest of the game, we, we were so good. We, we, I think we were 
incredibly good at winning ball, winning possession. And the difference was they had a five-minute spell around the start of the last quarter where they just got on top of us briefly. And in that brief, they were able to show us how you use a ball, how you make your opportunities. And they were patient and built their scores and they took their scores. We didn't. And yeah. uh, that's the difference. And that you, you don't take your scores, you lose. Yeah. But you just came out in the second half, four points down, and you started it very, very brightly. And you got the start that you wanted out of the boys in that latter half. Yeah, well, three, I think three times in the second half, uh, we got level. And there was a little bit of a breeze helping as well. You think we're in a good position here. But credit to them, uh, they immediately got the next score. We never got ahead. And uh, they just, you know, a lot of character in that Castlebelly team that when they needed to win a ball, when they needed to get a score, they were able to dig it out. And uh, they just kept us at, at arm's length. And then that spell where they put on the four points in a row, um, you're going you're gonna to be struggling at that stage to, to pull it back. And we still had opportunities towards the end. But look, uh, I can't argue they deserved the victory. They, I think we're learning. We've quite, we, we have a lot of changes over the last couple of years. And I think our guys part of this journey has been to try and develop the team and you know expose them to good hurling and what we learned we were incredibly competitive today but we just have to sharpen up what we do we have to be better at uh, you know using the ball fast making opportunities but look that's for another day today's just so disappointing we had it we had a shot at doing something really special today yeah and your guys showed characters because you've had to play today without Daryl Malija who's, who's one of your main men yeah and uh, in, in fairness this is what we've been doing all year anytime we get setbacks whether it's on the pitch or off the pitch we just keep coming back keep even in the county final it, it took the third or fourth goal to finish us off but we, we keep coming back and the same today it was disappointing not having Dara and Cormac was obviously ruled out but um, the guys who stepped in had, had great games they were, they were top class today and the, uh, the free taking was excellent as well so look we know uh, it, 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 that's what we need in the panel we need to develop that depth you know so hopefully we'll come back stronger next year but it's always you know it, it's sore when you miss an opportunity it's, it's uh, you don't get there very often The fact that you played week on week and had extra time and penalties do you think that maybe was a factor in the game today at any stage? I, I don't think so although someone did say inside that it looked like we were we, like we were so dominant in possession for so long then we just hit that spell we've seen it hit the buffers uh, around 20 odd minutes and we just you know I don't know I, I have to look at the video and see exactly what happened so quickly and then it went away quickly enough but in that five minutes they, they tagged on the, the key scores uh, maybe it did but I, 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 I'd be honest a week it shouldn't really be a problem yeah, yeah. well listen finally uh, yes we're standing here and there's disappointment but there's there's still a future with some uh, bright building blocks ahead for St. Eunan's Hurling yeah like there's um, what was huge for us this year was that a number of young lads started today who weren't uh, part of the starting team over the last couple of years and we've needed them because we've had a lot of changes and they've been absolutely fantastic um, and we're just as I said a, a huge plus for us getting into the Ulster and to be playing hurling at this stage of the year is it's a, uh, in many ways it, there's quite a lot of new players in the team to try and develop how they give them experience at this level and to develop a, a, a way of playing high level hurling Just finally, finally when you were mentioning players I thought Peter Kelly, with in the absence of Darren Legion, was was very very good today. And Cahill O'Brien seems to be a, a, an excellent addition to your panel. He does, and he's only reasonably new. He's only with us in the last couple of months, but he's, uh, he's a lot of self belief is, is, is one way of putting it. And he, he, he wants to make things happen in games. He's got a really good hurling head on him, and he's surrounded by good guys. They, they they all work together well. Peter's a young lad, and in fairness, as you say, there's pressure on the free takers here today, and he delivered. Um, but look, all over the field, I thought there was stood up and said we're going to win the ball we're, we're, we're determined to uh, to make this happen but just we just unfortunately we made a lot of opportunities but just didn't quite take them 
Yeah, thanks very much to Ash and Kelly there. Coming up after the break, we're going to speak with the man, the fountain of knowledge himself, Ryan Ferry of the Donegal News. We're going to talk about Satanta's brilliant victory in the semi-final of the Intermediate Hurling Championship. We're going to talk about Dunlow Ladies' defeat, Glenn's Willie Miners won, and of course, Neve Connell versus Glenn. Welcome back to the DL Debate. We have Ryan Ferry on the line. Ryan, are you there? I am indeed, Brendan. How are you? Good to hear you, Ryan. Good to hear you, Ryan. Always good to hear you, by the way. Uh, Ryan, listen, we're going to talk about a couple of things, a couple of subjects, as I say, mentioned before the break. Of course, the Neve Connell Glen game, the Glen Swilly Miners, the Low Ladies. But first of all, just to finish the hurling on the night, sensational semi-final one for Satanta Hurlers. You like writing these headlines, don't you? Definitely do. Uh, well, uh, when you get a good result like that for Donegal Club, you you be you be happy enough to put a good headline on it, Brendan. It was a it was a dramatic, dramatic victory uh, for Satanta, and it could have went the other way very easy. I know it, it wasn't it wasn't easy for their supporters anyway. I would say their I would say the the heart rates were were, were going very high, but uh, you know they found a way to win it, and and now they're through to an Ulster final. And it was just. A brilliant, brilliant result for them. And Ryan, were they as much underdogs as going in the ball on the screen in the previous game? Because this Satanta team, you know, they just seem like they have a remarkable uh, resolve. Yeah, well, like like Middletown were, were in the Ulster Intermediate Final last year and they were beaten in it. So, you know, they they were coming looking to get back into the final and, and avenge last year's defeat. So, you know, they were they were definitely probably tipped to get through it, and it, it was a it was a funny funny day in, in Owen Bay because there was an upset in the first game too with Carrick Moore beating beating Craigan, you know, and uh, and I think that result you know just kind of made both teams think like this is opening up here, you know, for for one of them to get through to the final, and it, it was a very tight game, and I suppose maybe Middletown were were favourites going into it, but looking at the match, you wouldn't have said there was anything great between them. At all, really, like you know, Satanta got off to poor starts. Happened them in the quarter final as well. But once, once they, once they find their feet, they were more than a match for the Armagh champions. And you know, Josh McGee Cronley got a got a very important goal in in the I think it was the forty third minute, and that put them into the lead. But it, it it was a really blustery, wet, windy evening in Own Vegas. Maybe hard to really do it justice to to how difficult the conditions were. And, both teams missed chances that normally they would they would score in their in, in their sleep really like you know and and then Middletown got got a got a penalty and and the, the Satanta joint player manager Kevin Campbell with some uh, some Bruce Grobler tactics uh, as maybe is how you would describe it he was waving the hands <laughs> at one stage he he stood on this he stood on to one side of the goal and uh, tempted Ryan Gaffney to go the other side and he did and he put it wide and it was it it, it was it was a bit of sporting theatre at that stage anyway Brendan and yeah. uh, there was a chance for for Jared Gilmore then to get the winner and Jared was brilliant against Balanus Green in the last game and you know he just he struggled a wee bit with the conditions the last day just to find his radar but when the when the clutch score came he delivered it and that was enough to, to send Satanta through to the decider Yeah listen it, it was no surprise to see Gilmore's name in there even on a bad day he'll produce the goods at the end you often see keepers that can uh, backfire on them uh, that type of thing Kevin Campbell's quite a character I mean, fair play to him for what he's done over the years at Tanta and then going back in the nets where he's required, still being, you know, as you said, joint manager. And then, you know, you could say, of course, Ryan, that's a pivotal moment in the game. And certainly there's no doubt and that can put people off. And if it goes in the net, then whatever. But if it does go wide, you would say it, it's certainly the part to play. 
Yeah, well, it, like it, it became a real battle of wits then, and like Gaffney is a very experienced hurler himself. Like it wasn't like he was trying to get into the head of a a young cub, like you know. But but uh, Campbell won out, and I think you have to give huge credit to Campbell because he was coaching the team last year and he was playing outfield for the juniors, and you know maybe people were thinking maybe that. Uh, his, his playing days for for the first team were were at an end, and like he's gone into nets, and in the last two games he's been fantastic for them. Like you know, his, his great sweeper option as well, uh, Ryan, because he's so obviously he's adept at playing out the pitch. It's almost like the the scenario of the the, the keeper in football. Yeah, but. You know, he's a really good reader of the game. He's brave. And like, you know, I know Shane Dowling from Limerick was playing in Nets for Napiercy over, over the, the championship as well. And, you know, I suppose in Hurland, you know, puck outs and getting possession has become so important. And having somebody like, like Kevin, who is, you know, a renowned free taker for club and county for... Ten plus years, like and having him in goal now is 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 really paying dividends for for Satanta, and he's a real wise head in there, and it's definitely added to their repertoire this year. Yeah, and listen, man, obviously low scoring game thirteen to one eleven, just getting across the line. Uh, it wasn't a night as you said for maybe the most skillful players. You give the man the match to fullback Steve McBride for his. Uh, Tenacious ability inside, and of course, when the fact that no goals was conceded probably was the the big factor from Satanta. The fact that they got one, yeah, it was massive. And like, like if you look through the the, the scores there, the, and the forward line, everybody kind of chipped in with one score or maybe a goal or a point here. But definitely the boys at the back, like like Middletown, had a couple of lively forwards. And early on, they were causing bother, but the Satanta full back line really got to grips with it. And I thought, I thought Stevie McBride was just really class in there. Like he attacked everything so aggressively. Now he did pick up an injury, which is a w- little bit of a concern, you know, with two weeks till the final. And like I think maybe that was maybe most the most impressive thing for Satanta is that in that la- last couple of minutes, when the game was really in the melting pot. Uh, like Stephen McBride, county defender, was off the pitch. Declan Coulter, uh, you know, county forward, off the pitch. Like two of their big players weren't out there, and like they still got the job done, which you know was massive. And like you know, I suppose it's all about making sure they're they're fit for the final now. Um, like Declan uh, in the quarter final looked like he had a serious injury coming off the pitch, and you know he was grand to play. They got to fifty-five minutes the last day, so hopefully, hopefully they'll both be okay because you wouldn't want anybody to miss out in a, a provincial decider. No, it's massive. Yeah, and Declan does seem to be nursing it. He's one of those players, Ryan. That he's so good that if we can get him to a certain level uh, on the pitch, he's going to affect it no matter what. He's got that experience. He he knows how to use his energy levels around the pitch now to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah, but like. You know he's he's got all the skills of the day, and he's he's so composed when he's on the ball. But like his his work rate is is probably a bit underrated too, Bren. Like you know he's he's hooking and he's harrying and he he's forcing turnovers as well around the middle middle of the field because he's well into his thirties now. Like but there's there's plenty in the, in those legs, and you know I'd say when the slitters in his hand, I'd say the Tanda crowd are are probably happy enough. Like the the yeah. figure he's going to do the right thing with it. Yeah, and you just mentioned uh, Aaron O'Carrick Moore. Uh... Ryan uh, uh, getting through to the final again. So, listen, th- th- there's a there's an unbelievable opportunity. Not that Satanta deliver, to, uh, you know, uh, no matter who's in the final, it's going to be a tough one. But certainly, you haven't got, you know, what you would call a, a powerhouse, as you mentioned. The Middleton themselves were in the final last year. If it was them in it, you'd think that could give them an advantage. But it's Gary Moore. 
Yeah, it's Carrick more like, and I, like as you say, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Satanta will be taking them for for granted now. Like, like they had a massive win over over Craigan, who would have been big favourites for it. Um, their full forward Grogan, I think it's Grogan, scored four goals for Carrick more. Like so, you know, it would be very important that Stevie McBride gets gets back fit for for Satanta to try and you know match up physically with him. And like in in fairness to Carrick more, like I was up in in Balness Green. At, at the end of last year, they, they do a, an Ulster Minor hurling tournament, and uh, I, th- I think Carrick Moore maybe even won that outright. And they, they definitely beat St. Unions in the Ulster Minor Shield final, and uh, there's some really, really talented hurlers in it. So there's probably a bit of youthful exuberance matched in there with a, a bit of experience. Some of the names you would recognise from the the Tyrone senior hurling team, and but as you say, both teams will will see it as a as a big opportunity. I think Satanta, you know, they won the junior last year. But I think they felt that they were good enough to be competing with the top teams at this intermediate level, and I think they're showing that now. And you know they'll be hoping that they can come out with the silverware in two weeks' time. Yes, indeed. They have a few customers in Carrigmore. The football team's not going too well at the minute. They'll be having the crack with them about hurling the next day. I'm up, Ryan. Thanks for educating us as ever on the hurling. Ryan, a couple of other games to talk about. I, I want to first talk about Glen Swilly, a real. A real bad night for football, real low scoring affair, 164 points coming through against Neve Connell in, in a minor county title. At Glenswilly side around that age that had lost a lot of finals and Michael Murphy, of course, their manager and he had a huge backroom team of, of, of some top men and behind him as well. Uh, even the likes of Big Neil was in there, but uh, manager Michael Murphy called it a character test. Uh, Ryan, tough night for football, but Glenswilly found a way. It was an atrocious night for football. It's it's uh, if it was like I was said, Tanta's conditions were bad, but it, it was worse on Friday night and in, in convoy. Like it, it was really tough going, and there were so many turnovers, and you know you, you nearly felt sorry for for the players because I don't think anybody was really able to do themselves the justice that they would have liked to on the night. But yeah, like Glen Swilly were able to to dog it out. Like you know they got the scores early in early in the game. And that gave them gave them control, and they were always able just to keep their their noses in front, and you know some some excellent performances in there as well, and a real a real battle and display, and you know things definitely looking good for Glen Swilly, Brendan. You'll be I'm, I know you're they're your neighbouring club, but you're you're going to have to hand it to them on this one. Oh, and I'm definitely I'm going to have to mention as well, of course, Jared McGrenna and Legal Day, uh, along with Keila McFadden and Nisha Enright and Noel Scott. Listen. Uh, did we mention Gary McFadden? I, I'm afraid now because I know all these boys are like, hey, you never give us a shout out. <laughs> but you know Yeah, and, and fairness, Brendan, you know, like they're under 13 team were good this year. They won the Division 1 title and uh, their under 15 team was good. I think I think uh, Big Jared maybe was on the line for all those teams, definitely helping out. And, you know, it's, it, you have to hand it to them the way that, you know, that their, their past players are are coming out and, and, and you know, trying to inspire the youth. And, yes. you know, I'm sure if, I'm sure if, if, if Big Neil or, or Michael Murphy are, are speaking to you, you know, you're definitely going to take notice. And I, I thought actually, you know, I maybe didn't even quite appreciate it at the time when he was saying it to me, but I thought, you know, when I read back Michael Murphy's comments after it, I thought he really struck a, a great chord about the community and, you know, the inclusive nature of the team and, you know, how they want to bring through as many players and not just necessarily for the senior team, but that, you know, people keep playing for the reserves or the third team. And, you know, maybe they'll get a club treasurer out of it or, you know, you, n- you never know what yeah. you're going to get 
but it seems like there's a great bond between the team and the management and I'm sure that's something they'll look to try and keep going into the future Well that's what it's all about uh, Ryan and funny I think every club needs to do that and it's probably would you have a bit of success then it must breed a bit of success on the back of it and I suppose that can be difficult for a lot of clubs but then when you have someone that have gone not just a club level winning championships but gone into that level where I mean Michael Murphy I mean one of the greatest players ever to play the game. There he is being your, your manager with that team behind him. And I still remember him out in the Glen after he won that first championship. And I was sitting, I think, with uh, Big Big Neil in there and just having a having a scoop. And uh, they were on about the left of the community and the different guys who wouldn't even be sport-related, that Michael was sitting up chatting them, having a laugh, and I suppose... That's the, the reverberation. And you often see sometimes people haven't talking about GA in the community, but when you see the lift in that that things can do and, and those young lads, I mean I've won a minor championship myself with St. Junins. We lost I lost a final one year and then we won it the next year. I mean, still some absolutely brilliant memories and but no Ulster tournament for them, um, Ryan. We went all the way to Ulster final that time. Unfortunately we had a big scrap with uh, Don Gannon, I think it was in the semi and we lost three or four players suspended. It was a two team brawl like it used to be back in the day, but the loop from Derry uh, beat us in the final up in St Paul's, but that's not the case anymore. Well, you see, I suppose Brendan it's it's changed age grade, so like there was an there was an under seventeen minor championship. Um, so four masters won it quite convincingly, maybe a month or two ago, and they beat Bunkran in the final. They're, they're they they go on to represent Donegal in the St Paul's tournament now. Right, I think they played right. Mahara Felt perhaps in the first round. But yeah, like it's it's interesting, Bryn. You know, if you think back to you know ten years ago, uh, Glens Willie played Ballanderry and in an Ulster club at senior final, and you know like Ballanderry have been relegated this year to the to the Derry Intermediate Championship. You know they haven't been able to to keep pace. It's a huge shock in, in Derry that they've been gone. You're looking at Glen Swilly, you know, their senior team starting to starting to go well again, you know, under 13 success, under 15 success, under 18 success now. Like, you know, it, it looks like there's a real lasting legacy from 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 those successes that that Glen Swilly had in the last decade, which I'm sure I'm sure is is great for everybody, but they'll not be resting on their laurels either. Yeah. So Ryan, just to bring us up on this then, this is the only year of a of a double competition, if you like, seventeens and eighteens. It just goes back to eighteens next year. Yeah, well, it, it's like Donegal GA clubs voted last week to to change the age grades back, so it'll be it'll be under twelve, under fourteen, under sixteen, under eighteen next mm. year. I don't know now will they put in an under seventeen competition, you know, or or something like that. They possibly might do it. I'm I'm not sure. Like you know, it's it's an interesting debate about you know whether the whether the grades should have been changed back. I think actually Glen Swilly perhaps were one of the clubs that were quite happy with it to stay as the status quo with the uneven age groups, but uh, they didn't get enough support, and it's 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 going back to the even. Yeah, I remember Kevin. I think just somebody was talking to me the last day about Breffney were the last uh, to vote on this round. So has everybody done a dual competition around Ulster? Do you, are you aware of that? Or uh, has, done um, a, has done a 17s and an 18s. Do you know? Is that commonplace? You're pushing me here now, no, Brad. That's no, okay. I hey, wouldn't have a clue. Hey, Ryan, thanks for education. So much going on here between uh, hurling and, and, and ladies and males and everything that's happening. Like, I wasn't even 100% sure 
either of them come. I wasn't sure if the 17s went through, so that's interesting because that's certainly. A, well, I think a, I think Brendan, I think maybe maybe Tyrone and Armagh uh, possibly played under 16 and under 18 championships. Right. You know, and didn't play on on even age groups. Um, you know, like I think the the Paul McGarrett tournament in Dromore, which was always under Ulster under sixteen championship. I think they're trying to get that going again after after COVID. But you know, it's, I think it's maybe just kind of a couple, maybe the Tyrone and Armagh champions, and maybe a couple of teams invited into it because you know Donegal and all the other counties didn't run an under sixteen championship this year. Mm. That's interesting. Right now. I just I suppose I was thinking to myself that you know missing out on a wee trip on the Ulster then. As you said, it's just you're in that in-between phase or whatever. But listen, that'll not bother Glenn Swally. They are uh, the minor champions, and good luck to them. I uh, hope they enjoyed that. Um, Ryan, Dunno, the Dunno ladies uh, came up short in their final. And Ryan, looking at the report, it looks like they've done absolutely everything except won the match. Uh, I mean, for so many reasons, it looked like they should have won the game. A uh, real heartbreak for uh, Tony Boyle's side. Uh, yeah, like I, I would say they're gutted, Brendan, like, you know, because they were in such a good position with five points up with about 20 minutes to go and, you know, they just weren't able to see it out. And I suppose it, it just shows you, Brendan, you know, for all these teams and we're chatting about hurling teams, we're, we're chatting about men's football teams, we're chatting about ladies' football teams. It's just so hard to win an Ulster title. Like, it, it's it's, you know, you have to be on it every single day and, you know, like, don't know beat Coal Island after extra time they beat the Monaghan champions by a couple of points and like it's the fine margins they'll come out the wrong side of it this time like and you know it's so tough on them like I suppose the one thing you would say is that Dunlow's age profile is is so young and like Tony Boyle was was telling the Donegal News last week that their aim is to to win the intermediate within the next three years and get up to senior football. So, you know, with the age profile there are, maybe maybe a few of these girls will get a crack at the Ulster intermediate in the next couple of years, you know, but like I'm sure the I'm sure maybe that's no consolation to them today as they cut the terms with the narrow defeat. Yeah, narrow defeat indeed after the match we caught up with their manager, Tony Boyle. Tony, we're here after the Ulster final and disappointment for your girls losing out by a point in the end up. Can you sum that one up for us? Ah, it's difficult, Larry. You know, straight after we're devastated, absolutely devastated. You know, uh, thought the gears played very, very well for long, long periods. You know, uh, thought, thought we—I don't like giving out about referees, but I thought we had to work a hell of a lot harder to get frees in our front. I think there was there was five frees blown against our forwards when we were in possession, which you rarely you rarely see. But listen, we had enough chances there today, and we probably we probably kicked too many ways, give away two bad goals, and when you add that all up, it was just very, very disappointing. Yeah, I think I made it at halftime. It was five wides to none, and I think going in at halftime, we probably would have even been disappointed to be level. Yeah, absolutely. We spoke about it at halftime. We said we, we would have played all the football and everything they kicked went over. They, they scored from everything, no wides. You know, and we left, you know, we left. We had two goal chances and we left maybe a couple of handy wides or a couple of handy scores behind us. But listen, we battled. We started really well. We started really well in the second half and I thought I thought there was a massive call up on the sideline where Alicia Boyle was fouled and the referee didn't give it and it was sideline ball and their second goal comes from the sideline ball. And listen, they had a bit of momentum there. Listen, we still had chances, but it's just as I said, I, it's devastating. Yeah, just after being five points up as well, the momentum did fairly swing, and I think that probably was the killer in the end up. 
Yeah, it did. But again, it, it, it swung on, 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 it swung on my, on my view on a, on a poor decision. You know that should have been a free out. We were in control of the ball, and, and it ended up, it ended up being a sideline ball, and they kicked it in. And then there was a second free for nobody could see what it was. And then I, and then the, the high ball went into the square, and it ended up in the net. But listen, we still came back, and we still showed great heart. And listen, we could have maybe snatched the draw at the end, uh, but hey, they had 15 behind the ball, and. Uh, Listen, it's disappointing, but we'll, we'll have to learn from it. You know, it's, it's a tough one to take today, but listen, we'll be back. This group of girls will be back, and we look forward to the Intermediate Championship next year. Yeah, and obviously the, the immediate thought at the minute is disappointment, but for the year that you've had, it has been a brilliant year overall for the club. Yeah, it has, Dara. It's been fantastic. You know, uh, as I said, this was all bonus territory. But hey, when you get to, when you get to uh, an Ulster final, and you're 60 minutes away from being being uh, Ulster championship champions. We really wanted to win this. You know, and I felt I felt, as I said, long periods we were the better team. And listen, it wasn't to be too too many too many wides. The, probably the breaks of the ball went against us. You know, we had to work a wee bit harder, as I say, for free kicks. But all in all, we just hey, we didn't get over the line, and that's the disappointing thing. Yes, a very disappointed Tony Boyle there. Massive run for them. You know, what an opportunity. Ryan, this team was on the up and up. I don't know at the minute that ladies football are winning everything in sight. And I suppose we've done this game as favourites. And everything that Tony's saying there around you know, five points up, ten minutes to go, and the, 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 the goal that should have been another call in the wides. And you're thinking, God, you know, it, you know, you can lose a game and think the better team beat you. There certainly doesn't seem to be the case in this one, Ryan. So, uh, a very tough, tough defeat for them. Yeah, like you know, I suppose now it's it's probably trying to channel that frustration in, in, in the best possible way for for twenty twenty four. And you know, there there are more good players coming through, and you know that other players injured yesterday that, that possibly would have helped. And, and maybe next year, you know, like I, I would expect, I would expect Don Lowe to be pushing hard for the intermediate championship next year, Brendan. As long as they can keep everybody about, which is which is the, the same problem that, that that every club has at the minute, like, you know. Yeah, and certainly, of course, then, as they grow, so will the, you know, people who can push on the John McDonald's County panel. So, you know, that's what we need, uh, Ryan. So, so certainly, just speaking to Eugene Oregon earlier, you know, about Hurling and Donegal and up and up, is there, is there a sense, too, that the ladies' game is also uh, beginning to really grab hold in different places in Donegal, which is very positive? Oh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's, it's probably the real improvement that the Gaelic Games has made in this county in the last ten or fifteen years. Like you know, not every club has has a has a, a ladies team, but a lot of them do. You know, and it's the the bring it, it brings so much to to a club and 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 many different facets. And it's it's great to see, and it's it's great to see for, for female sport in, in general. Like you know that that it's making so much progress and. Uh, you know, like that can only be a good thing for for everyone and for all all kinds of reasons that that, that you know the local club are, are putting out a ladies team. Yeah, and that's and that's it, right? But GA, you know, as I always say to people in terms of the respect, and it doesn't matter about the total overall interest. Of course, you have the monster of our of our county team, you have our senior club, and then it you know it filters down to different variations. But but because we're a we're a, we're a total organisation, everybody deserves your respect and don't know. And Tony Boyle and his backroom team and everybody there deserves a massive amount of respect for the work that they've put in. And as you said, they will certainly be a danger going into the Intermediate Championship. And I'm sure when the dust settles, it will still look back on what was a glorious year for them. Now, Ryan, Neve Connell versus 
Glenn, the Waddy Grahams, they have a few names, these boys say, but their current name is Ulster Champions, and uh, this is going to be a, a humdinger of a match against our county champions, Neve Connell. How are you looking at this one? Oh, well, I, I have to say I'm really looking forward to Atoma on, on Saturday evening. Um, great time for a game, Brendan, and uh, you know it's, it's the RT cameras will be there for it. As, you know, by the looks of it, whether they're Glenn or Mahara or Wally Graham's, whatever you want to call them, Brendan, they're going to be big favourites for it by the looks of things. Um, you know, so like this, this is a real. I I would say Neve Connell are probably happy to get this game as as maybe funny as it says. You know, like they were so disappointed to lose to Carrigan last year. And had they won that game, they would have played Wally Graham's. So I would feel that, that they probably think, you know, this is twelve months down the line. This is this is the game they really want, and you know, it's, it's, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Like you know, just the the approach that Neve Connell take. You know, I, I watched the the Wally Graham's Carrigan game back, and you know, Carrigan caused them a, a bit of problems, but it, it was the, the sheer speed. And pace that that Wally Graham's play at is 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 a bit frightening, Brendan. To be honest, you know, and like I would imagine that Neve Connell will try and slow that all down. And you know, I'm I'm thinking, you know, how are they going to approach the the Wally Graham's kickouts? Because you know, if we think back to Sean Patton and St. Unans, they gave up those kickouts against everybody else. They're bringing an aggressive press. You know, will, will they drop off Wally Graham's to try and make sure it's a, a bit of a slower paced game this week? You know, possibly. But then maybe maybe they'll back themselves to play a faster paced game like they had against Guidor in the county final. So it's it's definitely I'm sure plenty of thinking for, for Martin Regan and Gary Boyle and, and Shea Moran and, and, and the rest of the management team. Yeah, yeah. Listen if they drop off and you've got the you've obviously the dangers of you know, Ethan Jack Doherty, you know. Emmett Brady, Connor Glass, Kieran McFall, you know, you have a lot of quality in there that if they're coming at you, they certainly can beat a man, which could be a dangerous. But listen, no one knows better than, than Martin Regan and his backroom team how to set things up. They've been doing it brilliantly. Tell me, 14-man Carrigan, you know, obviously they beat Neve Connell last year. Many people thought they were lucky to do so. Uh, Neve Connell had the game won twice. Do you think if that man had stayed on the pitch, I don't think Malachi Rourke was too impressed with the overall performance of Glenn in the day. And in many ways, I suppose, does he think there's there's uh, more to come for them in terms of, um, you know, you have a poor match. It's kind of maybe setting them up in a good way. I'm sure their training has been tight uh, leading up to this game as well. Yeah, I, like I know it was Tomas McCann, like, so it was a very important player that Carrigan lost, but... Uh, I I don't think I don't think they had the defence to to keep Wally Graham's at bay for for that long. You know, um, I just think they would have they probably would have broke through eventually. Now they didn't they didn't uh, you know Wally Graham's shots. You know when they weren't under a lot of pressure, they kicked wide. You know, I suppose Neve Connell will 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 need a little bit of that. Uh, you know, maybe at the weekend, and I think Neve Connell are going to have to to sharpen up a bit too, Brendan. Like I wasn't at their game against Guyana. But I watched it back. I felt they left a lot of chances behind them in the first half that day, you know, which which could have seen them in a very healthy position. And, you know, I suppose we were looking at them, you know, through the Donegal Championship, Brendan, you know, particularly the latter stages, they didn't miss much at all. Like, you know, so... You know, they're it's going to have to it's going to have to get back to that stage if they're going to win this this semi final. So, man, totally agree. And um, I, I I thought you know they're such a complete team all around the pitch. Uh, Neve Connell, I thought that first half 
they give another master class of, of being Neve Connell, you know, getting one five to four up and really around you're thinking, right, show's over. It's interesting how going to play the game, you know, you're talking about the speed and attack of you know, the likes of Glenn Mahara. Because Gauna came out in the second half and instead of jittering, he actually went at it harder again in terms of just attacking. It was very brave of them. But then again, we're so used to watching Donegal club football that, you know, maybe Neve Connell weren't even expecting that. And uh, you're right, there's a few players in the pitch. I mean, c- compared to that, and this is me, actually, the, the brilliance of the likes of a, of a Kieran Thompson and that probably didn't have his effect. And I think... Uh, uh, even though Big Charles McGuinness hit the post, like I think he can be much more dangerous uh, inside, and and certainly there was there was chances. Must be probably didn't see the best of of a lot of their players, but of course they got through, and that's the big thing. But as you say, the kickout strategy is massive because is there is are you tempting fate by allowing that many good players to run at you? Um, Ryan, in terms of freeze and players that are good in the ball, and that it's really going to be. A possession-based game. I can see Glenn playing it quite tactical themselves. Uh, Ryan, if they'll only hit that running game on the counter attack, I think from part from that the game will be very slowed down in terms of both teams setting in. I could be wrong now because Gauna in many ways really just went at it, hammer and tongs. Like they they attacked uh, Neve Connell over the pitch, but Neve Connell were capable of breaking out and causing, as you said, should have contributed. More, I think you'll have a much more tactical, rounded performance from Glenn. And listen, it's always hard to win this competition back to back. We've seen Kilku go out already uh, as well. So certainly, you know, on their day, uh, Neve Connell can certainly take this Glenn team. But Glenn certainly has a lot of aces in the pack when you think of a very, very tight game. Um, that they'll be happy Ryan going down the tracks that it's tight and that in many ways is one of Neve Connell's strong points so you have two teams here that'll feel we won't be moved Yeah like uh, I suppose the, the, the big question is are Wally Graham's better than last year Brandon like you know they didn't have Kieran McFall last year he's back in now um, they have a young defender called Danny McDermott that I seen playing for the County Miners or Derry County Miners last year and he was really impressive and, you know, he was straight into the under-20 team this year, even though that under-20 team would have won the minor champ, All-Ireland minor, three years ago. So he's obviously a very good player if he can come straight into that team and then straight into this, straight into, straight into this Wally Graham's team, you know, in his first year of adult football as well. So, they, you know, I would say that they, they probably do, you know, they've, they've strengthened in, in some areas. Now, have they, have they weakened in other areas, you know, that, that that's that's the other question for them. Um, you know, Neil Connell are so good on breaking ball, Bren. It's unbelievable that you know the those those half forwards are all grouped together in the middle of the pitch, and they will you know crash into the break zone, and time after time they come out with the ball, and you know uh, if if we see a lot of balls kicked out in the middle, you know. Can they can can Eve Connell get on top in that area again? And if they do, they'll probably be hard bet. They will indeed, Ryan. The breaking ball is the one that's what it's all about. We look forward to it. Ryan Fair of the Donegal News. Thanks for wrapping that all up as ever. Thank you, Brent. Appreciate it, Ryan. Brilliant stuff there. Well, thanks, Joe Dex, for producing the course head of sport. Oshin Kelly, we look forward to the Ulster Club. We will bring you all the action. Stay tuned to the for the excellent Monday night sessions. Jimmy and Paul are coming up, and I'll speak to you all next week.